Welcome to the Ready to Buy podcast. The podcast for busy young professionals like you to help get yourself and keep yourself ready to buy your dream home. Series one is for all of you looking to buy your first home. And whether that's next week, next month, or even next year, we'll walk you through the process and help you build your knowledge, your understanding, and your confidence, really help ensure that you have a plan in place and that you're ready to buy when you want to be. The Ready to Buy podcast is brought to you by me, Mark Humphrey of MHC Mortgage and Protection Limited. And with over 20 years of experience in the mortgage industry, we help and support people like you buy their homes on a daily basis. We are passionate about making the process simple, easy, hassle and stress-free for all of our clients. And we'll be sharing our knowledge, experience and loads of useful hints and tips throughout the series. We'd love you to get in touch if you'd like some help with your own situation. And you can find us at mhcmortgages.co.uk. And to make sure you never miss an episode, you can subscribe using any podcast app out there, including, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Amazon. Welcome to today's episode, Protecting Yourselves and Your Loved Ones. Hi, it's Mark, and you really have come a long way in the last few weeks and months. Like we've said all the way through, you've put your plan in place from the very start. You've got yourself more presentable financially. You've now found your home. You've had your offer accepted. You've started the process. You've got the mortgage organized. The legal work is well underway. But now it's that lull in proceedings that we've mentioned a few times. And it is completely normal to feel a little bit ugh and... There's been so much activity up to this point where you've been doing quite a bit of the work, you've had lots of communications, you've been looking at houses, you've provided documentation, filling out things for your mortgage broker, for your solicitor. All of a sudden, things are continuing to happen, the wheels are moving behind the scenes, but you're maybe not seeing things other than maybe a a weekly update from your mortgage broker, the odd question from your solicitor. And I would always recommend that this is a really good time to get your house in order and have some thoughts about those really difficult things that you don't really want to think about, and that being protecting yourselves and your loved ones. No one dreams about protection, or even the mortgage, to be fair. It's all about that dream home, isn't it? And it's the lifestyle that you can live in the home. It might be growing a family, and it's all those happy memories that we think about. However, Things don't always go to plan, do they? I think we've all seen and experienced that. And naturally in life, there can be bumps along the way. Things like poor health, illness, whether it's serious, long-term in nature, accidents happen, or even death, which feels quite extreme. But unfortunately, I've seen it. We've all seen it. It can happen. And we really can't stop these things happening But I promise you, struggling financially at a time when one or more of these things are happening will make it so, so much worse. And so it's really important for you to use the time that you've got now to really think, consider and understand what your options are in protecting yourselves. And I promise you, a few minutes 
now and a bit of careful consideration and maybe even a few pounds a month could make an enormous difference, even a life-changing difference to how things may turn out should one of these bumps in the road occur unexpectedly. We've spoke at length about the value of your broker and your broker not only will help you with your mortgage but will be able to help talk you through and understand your options and the key thing to understand as well is that all of our situations are different from each other. My priorities when it comes to protecting myself and my family will be completely different to yours because all our our situations will be different. There really is no one size fits all when it comes to protecting ourselves And I would say there tend to be three main areas to consider. Of those three, protecting your life, protecting your income, because ultimately it's your income which pays the mortgage, pays the bills, puts your food on the table, and also giving you choices if you suffer a serious or critical illness. So let's address those one by one. Protecting your life or life cover, I'm sure you'll have all heard what it is and it does essentially what it says on the tin. If you were to pass away or if a partner passed away, it would give you either a lump sum or a regular income to help your survivors. And life cover is particularly important if you have anybody that depends on you financially. And it isn't just children that would be dependent on you financially. Of course, they would be if you have children but a partner, because think about your household income and what you all contribute towards. If you're no longer there, no matter how much or little they might earn, you're part of a team and you probably both depend on each other and depend on each other financially. So it's sensible to have something in place. Think about what we're organising now. We're organising the purchase of your first home. We're organising a mortgage, which is essentially a debt of tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of pounds. So would you want your family at risk of losing the roof above their head if something happened to you? Or for the sake of a few pounds a month, rather have something in place that clears that mortgage. So at a terrible time, if you were to pass away, both if you have a partner, if you have children, they've got the peace of mind of knowing the roof is secure above their heads and at least they can grieve and they can get Uh, their life on track as much as possible and not have to worry about the finances. If you have financial dependents such as children as well, you may also want to consider regular income to help replace the income that you'll no longer be earning. So that could be a certain amount each month, whilst the mortgage would be clear, as we said, by having a lump sum payment to clear the mortgage. It may be a case of having enough money to cover things like the council tax and the bills, Because if there's two of you, for example, and you have children, presumably you both share the childcare. So if you're no longer here, it may be a bigger burden on your partner with the childcare, which may actually affect their ability to earn as well. So there's lots of things to consider there. Thankfully, when it comes to life cover, statistically, it's one of the least likely things to happen, which means it's one of the cheapest things to protect yourselves against. So usually for the sake of a few pounds a month, you can put something in place that gives you real peace of mind. Sadly, the statistics tell us that an awful lot of people that have financial dependents, have children, have partners, simply don't have any life cover in place. I would implore any of you that have a partner, have children that depend on you financially to have something in place to protect them. It's so important. And so secondly, 
protecting your income, as we said, is really important too. Now, depending on the type of job, depending on the type of company you have and the type of employment contract you, you might have if you're employed, will determine how much you may actually get paid. And I think there tends to be a real misconception out there that actually if I can't work, my company would continue to pay me. Unfortunately, that often isn't the case. And particularly if you work for a small business, they will only be able to pay you for so long. Often, it's a very short space of time. But even larger companies won't pay indefinitely. And I see a huge variance between businesses and the employment contracts they offer. Anything from full pay for six months, then followed by half pay for up to six months, all the way down to straight on to statutory sick pay, which at the time of recording the podcast, it's £96.35 a week, just over £400 a month. Think what your monthly income is from your salary. Think how much you need to survive just on the very basics. So paying your mortgage, paying your council tax, your utility bills, putting food on the table, and then think £400 or just over 400 There's a shortfall there for most of us. And so having something in place that can provide you with a regular income that either works in tandem in conjunction with your sick pay. So, for example, there are things that you can organise that could start to pay out once your employment stops. There are things that would start to pay out once your sick pay stopped through your employer. Or for many of you, that's the case where you simply don't get much or any sick pay. It would start to pay out from a relatively early stage. For example, after, say, eight weeks, 13 weeks of of being unable to work. The great thing about income protection, I have something myself whereby if I become unwell, if I have an accident, if I have a serious illness... If I become unable to work after, for me, it's 13 weeks, I'd start to get a regular amount, which would be enough for me to pay my share of the mortgage, bills, put food on the table for my family. That would continue all the way up to my chosen retirement age of 67 or when I was able to return back to work. So as you might appreciate, that gives me real long-term peace of mind to know that if something happens out of my control, one of those bumps along the road that stops me earning and bringing money into my family, there's something in place that isn't that expensive. For me, it's the price of a round of drinks at the pub. Protecting your income is really important. Without it, things start to unravel. And as I said, it doesn't need to be that expensive. And the third thing to consider is protecting yourself against a serious or critical illness. By serious or critical, I'm talking about the real nasties, the things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, all of those things that we dread, but sadly, very much a fact of life. And we see the statistics these days that one in two of us will get cancer. Having something that could take the pressure off, something that can provide you with a lump sum whether relatively small or quite large, could really ease the pressure. Now, there's no stipulation as to what you would spend the money on, and it would depend on your situation. For example, it may be that your work situation or your career is something that is causing you too much stress and leading to your poor health. And so a lump sum of, let's say, a year's net salary or take-home salary could be the difference between having that ability to go away and train without the financial pressures for a new career 
that's going to be more satisfying and, and possibly less stressful. It may be that you have to make adaptations to your property because your mobility is not what it was pre the condition. It may be that you want to clear some debts or reduce the mortgage down, again, to take the financial pressure off. It could even be that you can't get the drugs or the treatment in the UK, but there are treatments available abroad. And having that lump sum gives you that ability to be able to go and seek that and get better quickly. So as you can see, taking all of those three things into consideration, I'm willing to bet that you haven't considered all three of those angles. And it may well be with your situation. For example, if you don't have anyone that's financially dependent on you, that life cover is less of a consideration, but it's more about protecting your income or protecting yourself if you were to suffer a critical illness. And as we said, there's no one size fits all. And it is always about looking, understanding your options and trying to find a real healthy balance between peace of mind and budget. You want to be able to sleep at night knowing that if the worst happens, you're well taken care of financially and your loved ones are. But equally, it's about finding something that's sensible and fits with your monthly budget. There's no point having something that that may be too much of a stretch and you're just going to simply cancel further down the line. I would always suggest as well that having something is better than nothing. And so often uh, MHC mortgages, when we review client options and it's something that we provide free of charge and there's certainly no cost to our clients and is the case with the majority of mortgage brokers out there to help clients understand their options, We'll look at all of your options, we'll take into account all of your hopes and dreams and we'll try and cover as many angles as possible and tailor a plan to suit your needs. It really is the case that some is better than nothing and when we think about protecting ourselves, quite often it's not necessarily that we can't afford something, it's those choices that we make. So I likened my protection of my income for example to a a round of drinks and when we think about what we do spend money on we might insure our mobile phones worth a few hundred quid we might spend 10-15 pounds a month on that we protect our pets don't we to protect against vets bills and things like that all sorts of things that we'll spend money on that maybe is it as important as protecting ourselves and our loved ones financially against these things Definitely not a silly question. Each episode, we like to answer a question that I might have been asked by a client this week because something that we don't know, no matter how big or small, particularly when it comes to money, mortgages and finance, will cause unnecessary stress. So I say to all of my clients, there really genuinely are no silly questions. And so the question this week I've been asked Why does my partner need protection when I'm the sole earner and they're at home with our kids? The simple answer to that is that you're a team. Take either of you out of your family, either permanently or temporarily, and you will struggle financially. Uh, Yet, if something happened to you, your income would stop. So that maybe that's the more obvious thing to protect you. But if it's your partner, who's gonna look after the kids if they can't? If it's you, then that's going to affect your ability to go and work and to earn money. So therefore, you need to replace some of that income. If it's not going to be you and you're going to get somebody else, 
you'd be very lucky if they're going to do that for free whether it's a childminder whether it's nursery even if it's family they're going to need paying aren't they and so when you start to think about it it becomes obvious but unfortunately so many people don't take the time or don't have the opportunity to think about these things and have those difficult discussions So if you have a question you'd like to ask, anything at all, please get in touch through my LinkedIn page, I'm Mark Humphrey, or via the MHC Mortgages page on Facebook. Not only will I come back to you nice and quickly with an answer, but I promise to try and share your question in future episodes, because you can be sure if you're thinking that question, there'll be plenty of other people thinking exactly the same questions. Now, there are a couple of things that I need to tell you as we're talking money and mortgages. It's important to seek advice for your own individual circumstances, okay? And whilst it might seem really obvious, a mortgage is a loan secured on your home, and your home may be repossessed if you don't keep up your mortgage payments. So in other words, if you have a mortgage or when you get a mortgage, pay it on time, you'll be fine. so appreciate until we actually know how much these protections cost it always tends to be a little bit abstract and to understand how insurers arrive at their premiums is quite a helpful exercise and so there are a few things that they will take into account when producing the illustrations and it's something that your mortgage broker will be able to explain and talk you through age is a really big factor as you can imagine the younger you are then generally the better health you'll be in and on the flip side the older you get the likelihood increases of poor health your occupation also has quite a big bearing if you can imagine compare somebody that is say desk based or office based in their role versus somebody that works in construction you can imagine the risks of something happening to either are really quite different to each other can't you your smoker status has a big bearing as well and generally speaking you're classed as a smoker if you've smoked or vaped in the last 12 months there's no point us arguing about vaping versus smoking currently insurers will throw you both into the same category if you do either and if you have done in the last 12 months as you can imagine if you are a smoker the risk of poor health increases and so naturally the premiums increase from there and insurers will generally, with that sort of basic information, will provide you with quotations at that stage to give you a good idea of what your cover is likely to cost. And as we said, your broker will be able to shape a tailored plan, quite possibly a combination of the cover to ensure that you get the most rounded plan possible and suitable for your situation. And once you've decided upon the cover that you'd like to take, insurers will ask you to fill out a short medical questionnaire given details of your medical history over the past several years and that really helps them build a picture and essentially understand the risk of you claiming and there may be certain conditions that you've had in the past that they won't cover so they may exclude it from the cover or it may be that they request a bit more information from your GP. Once the insurer has all the information and has taken time to understand and review 
they will come back to you with what's known as acceptance terms, which essentially offer you the cover and confirm the premium that they'll offer it to you for. Now, this process really depends on whether they need to go and get more information. And if they have to go to your GP, for example, this can only work as quickly as your GP can respond to them. And from experience, this can take a few weeks. My advice would be don't leave things to the last minute. Organise your protection as soon as you can. Going forward, whilst you've reviewed your situation and your protection needs at this point in time, things will naturally change. And so as you're buying your first home now, it's quite possible that in the next few years, your family may be expanding, you may be looking to buy another home, you may be getting married, you may be separating. All of those sort of life events can have quite a big impact on your needs and what cover you you actually need. And so reviewing regularly is something that is so, so important. And I really can't stress that enough. And so it also comes when we think about protecting, it's protecting your home. So the focus has been mainly upon protecting you and your income and your family, but you also need to protect your home. And oddly, that's the one thing that you have to do. None of the things that we've spoken about so far, whilst very sensible and hugely advisable, aren't mandatory. Whereas if you're buying a property, the mortgage lender that's lending you money will insist that there is buildings insurance in place. Now, if you're buying a leasehold property, for example, a flat, then it's quite possible that the freeholder will take care of the building. So it may not fall to, to you. Whereas if you're buying a freehold property, for example, a house, you will need to get buildings insurance in place. And it's very normal to have to have it in place by exchange of contracts. So like we said before, exchange of contracts is the bit where you become legally bound to buy the property. And the reason it's exchange of contracts and not completion is because in theory, if something happened between exchange of contracts where you've signed up that you will complete the transaction and, and complete the purchase, you potentially could be left in limbo with a property that is blown up, burnt down, flooded, what have you. So it's to protect everybody to have buildings insurance in place by exchange of contracts. Now, it's advisable, whilst not mandatory, having buildings insurance is to have cover for your contents or for your possessions as well. Again, if something happened, you want to make sure that you can replace all your clothes, all your furniture, all your items. So again, don't leave this to the last minute, but ensure that you have your buildings and contents cover in place. It's likely that that's something that your mortgage broker will be able to quote for as well and be able to help you with. Word of warning for your buildings and contents or your home insurance is don't always just go for the cheapest quote. Make sure that the level of cover is sufficient. Now, you'll find various things will affect your cover when it comes to your home insurance. Things like accidental damage are usually an additional option that you can have that cover you for accidents in the home. So DIY accidents, if you put a, a nail through or a screw through a pipe and burst the pipe, for example, with your contents. Really good example of my youngest daughter put her foot through the TV when she was doing cartwheels in the living room. We replaced the TV within two days and, and had the, the money to do that from the insurance. And that was through the accidental damage cover on the contents. But you can also cover your personal possessions away from the home. So if you've got valuables, jewellery, expensive bikes, 
those types of things you can protect through your home insurance. Now, the excess is something that's worth mentioning as well. So you're probably familiar with excesses if you've had car insurance or other types of insurance. Essentially, you can put an excess on your plan. The higher the excess generally means the lower the monthly premiums you'll pay for your cover. But then when you come to make a claim, for example, if your excess is £200, if you're claiming for something that's worth 250 you don't get that first 200 and the other 50 would be what you'd get. So the warning on that is don't go with excesses that are too high. Whilst they may reduce your monthly premiums, if it means that it's just not worth making a claim for the majority of things, is it the best cover for you? Again, something your broker can have a look at for you as well, but just choose carefully with that. And so to summarise today's episode, whilst it's difficult and it's not a nice thing to think about, please, please, please take time to understand your options to protect yourselves and really make sensible decisions. Your situation is unique to you, as we've said. So choose a balanced level of cover that really helps you sleep at night, but is also affordable. It's getting that nice, fine balance. Remember, something is better than nothing. And you might just be grateful one day, heaven forbid, if something does happen, that you've put things in place. Trust me, I've been there with clients on both sides that have put something in place and something happened and haven't. And I know which camp I would want to be in. Also, the older you get, then the higher the risk and the more expensive cover becomes. Essentially, the earlier you can put cover in place, the cheaper it should be. And finally, review your cover regularly and when things change. So whether that's having a new baby, whether getting married, getting divorced, separating, moving home, make sure you review it because your needs in one year, two years, five years time will be, I promise you, are likely to be fairly different from today. Thanks so much for listening today. I really hope that you've enjoyed the episode and found it helpful. We'd love you to join us next time because we are there. You're about to become the proud new owner of your new home. It's all yours. In the meantime, you can help us reach and help many, many more people like yourself by leaving a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcast and by sharing the podcast on your social media channels. So until next time, take care.